Good morning and welcome to our Romans Bible study, which we have every Monday morning and Thursday morning at 8.30 a.m. Central Time right here live on my Pastor Curtis Facebook page and is later uploaded to our YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316 and the website, thecrosswaychurch.com. Uh, this is going to be part three today on here on May the 27th, this beautiful uh, day, Memorial Day weekend it is. Today is Memorial Day and I hope that you'd uh, take some time today and just thank God for all that he's done for this great nation and, and as we remember those who <coughs> have fought and died for this nation's freedom in the past. I understand that God is behind everything and the freedom we have is because of the Lord. But the Lord has blessed this nation with great militaries and, and done great things through by protecting this nation in the past uh, through great military strength that he's given us. <clears throat> and I'm thankful. I'm an ex-Marine, served in 1980 uh, to 86. And uh, I'm just thankful for the opportunity to have served this great nation in the military and, uh, and uh, today is a great day for America that we can see once again that God is at work in our, in our nation, even, even in the White House today. For, for all who have eyes to see, God is doing great things in America. And we, this is the greatest nation in the world to live in and to be a part of. The gospel is available. Freedom is available. Uh, no matter who's out there walking on the, on the lines with their signs up that we're not free anymore, well, they're free to be doing what they're doing. So this is the best nation on the planet. I've been to several nations. <clears throat> and every time I went somewhere, anywhere, no matter how nice I thought it was, I was always in a hurry to get back to the good old United States of America. Praise God for USA. Uh, today we are in Romans chapter 7, and again, this is part 3 here on May the 27th, 2019. And we're going to be digging into uh, verse 4 <coughs> again this morning because we didn't make it all the way through this verse. And uh, we're going to do that this morning. Verse 4 in Romans chapter 7 says, Wherefore, my brethren, you also are become dead to the law by the body of Christ, that you should be married to another, even to him who is raised from the dead, that we should bring forth fruit unto God. Now, of course, reading this scripture, we have to always look back uh, at what was previously said because he says, Wherefore, my brethren, you also are become dead uh, to, the, to the law. Uh, we need to look back. It's because... He's given the illustration of a woman being married to a man, a wife and a husband relationship, and as long as the man is alive, she's bound by the law of marriage to him, but the moment he dies, she's free from that law of marriage, and now she's free to go and marry another. But if she goes and marries another while she's married to him, he's still alive, she's bound by law to him, but she goes and marries another, then she is called an adulteress. And, uh, but when he dies, she's free from that law of being bound to that husband, and she's free now to be married to another. And that's the illustration given. And, and, and it's for us to understand the Word of God here. 
that, that illustration, and he said, that's why he goes on to say, Wherefore, my brethren, you also are become dead to the law, the law that held us captive, the law that kept us from uh, the faith. And Galatians 3.23 tells us that before the faith came, before faith came, we were shut up. We were shut up under the law, unto faith. We couldn't get there. Yes, in the old covenant, men and women died and went to paradise. But the one who would come and live the perfect faith, live by the perfect faith without flaw, had not come yet. So that's why they couldn't even go to heaven. In the Old Testament, they had to go to a temporary place called paradise, Abraham's bosom, because the blood of animals was only a temporary sign of that which was to come, just like paradise was a temporary sign of that which was to come, which was going literally to be with the Lord in heaven. And that's why there's no longer... Uh, any limbo, anything man has made up called purgatory. That's not in the Bible. Uh, and now the Bible says, for Christians, the Bible, let me say that again. For Christians, the Bible says, not some other writing, but for Christians, the Bible says, to be absent from the body is to be in the presence of the Lord. Now that's for Christians, those who believe in the blood of Jesus alone for salvation. Anything else is outside of Christianity. But those who believed upon Christ and his death for their sins became dead to the law through what he did at Calvary. That's what it means. You also are become dead to the law that had us bound in sin, that allowed the sin nature to dominate us. Remember Romans chapter 6 verse 14, the Bible says, For sin shall not have dominion over you, because you're not under the law, but under grace. Every person under law, sin is dominating their lives. It may not be the sin you at one time were controlled by, dominated by. It may not be the Jack Daniels bottle. It may not be the marijuana cigarette. It may not be this or that that at one time held you. Now it just may be the sin of religion. Now, listen, anything other than faith, true biblical faith, the Bible says is sin. The Bible says the law is not of faith. And the Bible says anything not of faith is sin. So therefore, to live under law is a sin. To think that I can get into heaven by me doing something, that's law, is sin. Anything not of faith, which is just simply believing Jesus took care of everything I need at Calvary, anything outside of that, hear me this morning, is sin. That's why, preacher, you can't get in the pulpit and tell your people that even in the past, before you knew the message of the cross, God did honor occasionally what you had your faith in that wasn't the cross. You can't do that because that's what you were doing instead of what Christ did. And anything not of, listen, the law is not of faith. And anything not of faith is sin. Why? Because without faith, it's impossible to please God. And if anything in my life is not pleasing to God, it's sin. You have to equate those things together. It's impossible to please God without faith. Hebrews eleven six. He cannot be pleased without he sees faith. And he can't see faith through my 
doing for salvation, doing for sanctification, doing for righteousness. Yes, we're called to do many works and they are very important to God. To the point you need to read Revelation chapter 3 verses 1 through 6. He says to the church in Sardis, I don't find, I'm not finding your works perfect before me. And the warning is there that if they don't get back to hearing and receiving like they once did, if they don't repent, if they don't overcome, if they continue in there just claiming they're alive and having a reputation of being alive, but God saying they're dead, if they continue in that and refuse to repent and come back to the cross where the Holy Spirit can begin to work again, their names, there's a warning there of their names being blotted out of the of the book of life. Read it for yourself, Christian. Works are important to God, but they can't get you into heaven. True faith produces works, but works cannot produce faith. Think about that. True faith produces proper works, but even though you're doing the same thing that's proper works that these people are doing doesn't mean you have faith. Works do not produce faith. Faith produces works if it is proper biblical faith. Even false faith. Faith in the, the wrong object that God has not given us to place our faith in. You can find yourself busy. The church in Sardis was so busy they had a reputation that they were alive. But Jesus had to show up and say, you're not alive. You're dead. Think about that. That's the church, spirit-filled church. Don't listen to ministers say that, well, that, they were talking to the lost people in the church. You need to get away from that. Your name can't be blotted out of the book of life unless it's already been put in. Come on, somebody. Let's just keep it real. I know that uh, the damnable heresies that are out there because we like to, we like to uh, believe things that are not true. That's just our old stinking flesh. See, the, the Bible says in Galatians chapter 5 that heresy is a work of the flesh. False doctrine only is produced from the flesh, by the flesh, to appease the flesh. Amen. But truth delivers us from the flesh. And the truth is Christ and Him crucified. So watch this now. We became, when we, when we placed our faith, when we believed upon Christ and what He did at Calvary on the cross <coughs> concerning our sins to forgive us and deliver us and to make us the children of God, to give us eternal life, we became in a moment, in that very moment, dead to sin. Our relationship changed to the sin nature. You need to understand that. To the sin nature, it no longer dominated you because you were no longer under the law of you doing, but you came under grace through faith in what Christ did at Calvary, not what you did to get in, but what He did that you might be in Him. And if you've missed any of these teachings on Romans, you need to go back and follow us all the way through and you will be blessed beyond measure as you see the truth of God's Word in its righteous context. So he says here, and I want to make sure I get to this today before time runs out. Wherefore, my brethren, you also, my brethren, those who are born again, those who are saved, 
those who have believed upon Christ and what he's accomplished at Calvary, not those who believe they had to do this to be saved or do this to complete their salvation. Jesus completed our salvation. Men that tell you you have to do a work to complete your salvation, they don't understand the Bible. And there are some scriptures in the Bible that will make it, unless you understand Jesus paid it all, you can be beguiled, you can be deceived, and men will be able to steal your crown. Unless you understand, get it in your mind right now, no matter what I see in the Bible that sounds like, huh, well, what about that? I thought Jesus paid it all. Here it sounds like I've got to do something to fulfill it. No, that, that comes from people who do not understand that Jesus by himself purged us from our sins. They, do not un they just can't stand it. They think they actually have to be a part of salvation and the only thing we can bring to the table is a broken heart and a willing mind and a believing heart that Christ was the Son of God, is the Son of God, and he alone paid the price for my salvation and I simply have to believe. I have to believe, not work. That's law. Grace is what God does. Law is what I do. Think about that. And we're not saved by works, which is law. Righteousness doesn't come by the law, by what I do, but by grace through the death of Jesus, Galatians 2.21. Those people who preach opposite of what I'm telling you, they, have, they just flat out refuse to believe Jesus paid it all. He did it all. They'll say, no, we do believe that, but you also, they don't believe he paid it all. And that simply believing is all it takes to get you in the, into Christ, into the kingdom. So, watch this. The reason that we have become dead to the law, no longer dominated by the sin nature, through the body of Christ, through our faith, our belief from the heart in what he did for us at Calvary, is so that we now should be I wish right where you are, you would just say, I should be. That's right. That we should be married to another. Even to him who is raised from the dead, that we should bring forth fruit unto God. Now the word should be is important. We became dead to the law. We became dead to that law. We have had a relationship change. We're no longer married and bound by the law under the sin nature. Remember Romans 8 and 2. We'll get there one day. For the law of the spirit of life has made me free from the law or from the, from the uh, uh, spirit. Let's get over there and read it. I'm messing it up. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus speaks of the cross. That's where you were placed in him. Has made us free from the law of sin and death. The law of sin and death. And that goes all the way back to the Garden of Eden when we sinned by disobeying God. You say, it wasn't me. Yes, it was you. You were in Adam. He's your daddy. And you, you were in him when he fell. We all fell. We, death came rushing in and death came on all men because all men then became sinners. We're the fruit of Adam. He produced, him and his wife Eve produced uh, of their own kind. So here we are. So, but I want us to get this today. 
that now as a born-again believer, you are dead to what you were married to and you are now married to Jesus. I'm talking about you are married to him. He is the husband. You're the bride of Christ. And when we go back to dabbling in law, that's like you going back and dabbling with your old girl or boyfriends from the past while you're married to who you're married to now. That, they're not going to like that. That's going to cause massive issues in your marriage relationship. You know that. Well, it's the same. this is where we find the reality of spiritual adultery. When we're married to Jesus <coughs> through faith in His work, His work alone, not ours, we're married to Him now, but anybody that doesn't have faith in Christ and His work alone and they think they have to do something also to get in the kingdom, they're not yet married to Christ. They're still believing and preaching you've got to work your way in. Oh yeah, they, they say, oh Jesus this and Jesus the cross, yes, and all that. But you also have to, listen, from the heart, God's not listening to your lips He's listening to what your heart says, and from your heart come words. And the people who believe Jesus really didn't pay at all, they're telling God that with their heart. Yes, Jesus died. That had to happen. But you also have to do this, do that. They don't really believe that Jesus did it all. They don't believe he really meant it was finished. It can't be finished to them until you finish it. That's law. The law is not of faith. Let's break that down. Anything you do is not of faith. It requires the Holy Spirit at work in your life for faith to be real, for faith to be biblical, for it to be true biblical faith the Holy Spirit has to be at work. And the Bible says in Galatians 5.18, as many as be led of the Spirit are not under the law. The Holy Spirit's not going to lead you back under the law of doing for salvation, doing for growth, doing for deliverance, doing for sanctification. Jesus paid the price for all of that. Jesus paid the price for all of that. So watch this. Even to him who is raised from the dead. Who's raised from the dead? Jesus was raised from the dead. So that you and I could bring forth fruit unto God. Only through faith, watch this now, we became dead to the law by the body of Christ, by what he did in his body. Now listen. Paul wrote to the church in Corinth and he said, many are weak, sick, and dying prematurely because they're not discerning the Lord's body. They're not discerning what the Lord did in his body. This is the very reason God gave the apostle Paul the revelation of what really took place at Calvary. Christ was representing you as the last Adam, just like the first Adam represented the whole human race. And when he fell into sin, we all became sin. The last Adam, Jesus Christ shows up, the Lord from heaven, a life-giving spirit, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 15, 45 through 47, and he dies on the cross and through our faith in 
what he did in his body on the cross, we're also, through our faith alone in what he did at the cross, his dying for us, we are taken and immersed into that death, Romans 6 and 3. Not talking about water baptism, can't save you. Blood of Jesus is what saves you. The death of Jesus is what saves you. It says right here, we became dead to the law, not by us doing something, but by the body of Christ. That speaks of what he did in his body on the cross. He laid it down for you and I praise God, that we should be married to another, to the one who was raised from the dead. Jesus was raised from the dead that we should bring forth fruit unto God. This is the only, hear me today, please hear me. And I pray that you would hear beyond me, you would hear that still small voice in you revealing to you this is truth. This is right. There is no, absolutely no way to bring forth fruit unto God except through faith in the death of Jesus. Not one time years ago, right now, today, what are you trusting in? Something you did in the past? Something you're doing today? Are you trusting solely in the righteousness of God that comes by the grace of God only through the death of Jesus Christ. Galatians 2 and 21, read it. Notice what's being said there. God is looking for people that will believe upon His Son that He can declare righteous so that they can keep believing upon His Son Jesus and what He did at Calvary so He can continue that perfect work He began and bring forth the fruits of His righteousness. Think about that. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. And faith means there's the working of the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit will not work in your life outside of your faith in this avenue. Here's, how, here's one way we know that. There are many. But the one way we know that is when the Holy Spirit is at work, there is fruit unto God. Because if the Holy Spirit is allowed to work, then he's revealing truth, imparting truth, and giving us, he's, he's empowering us to walk in that truth. And listen, that bears witness of the righteousness of Christ unto the, the fruit of holiness unto God. Think about that. Now, what, I'm going to show you some things in, in the scriptures. We've got about eight minutes left, but the phrase that we should be married to another that we should bring forth fruit unto God. There's several scriptures I wrote down here. Just going to go through them. You can take notes, look them up if you'd uh, like to later. I'll be ministering on this probably coming soon as the Lord's really uh, showing me some things about this. There's several places in the Word of God in the New Testament that says that we should, that phrase, that we should, that we should be married to another, that we should bring forth fruit unto God. So watch this in Romans 7, 4, we see this here, that we should bring forth fruit unto God. Romans chapter 7, verse 6 says that we should serve in newness of spirit. 2 Corinthians 1, 9 says that we should not trust in ourselves. Ephesians 1.4 says we should be holy and without blame before him in love. These are things we should be experiencing. Uh, Ephesians 1 and 12, that we should be to the praise of his glory. Ephesians 2.10, that we should walk in good works. 
1 John 3, 11, that we should love one another. 1 John 3 and 23, that we should believe on the name of God's Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as He gave us commandment. Think about that. These are things we should be doing. There is a massive number of people who have been born again <clears throat> who are no longer in the house of God. They're no longer in church, but they're at home saying, but God knows my heart. God knows my heart. They're, they're no longer giving to the work of God. They're no longer involved in the work of God, the plan of God. It, it, but, they're, they're, but they have this testimony. But God knows my heart. God knows why I'm not involved. And God knows why. God knows my heart. He knows my heart. I hate to be the bearer of bad news. But that is a cop-out, my friends. That is a cop-out. Where God is at work... And it's always because he has found faith in his son and the sacrificial way of his son. There will be the fruit. Not what you think is fruit. Because the church in Sardis had so what they thought was so much fruit. They had a name that they were alive. Listen, if the church in Sardis was warned that they had a name they were alive, but they were dead, and this was people going through the motions. This is people who had a form. What about the people today who don't even have a form? They're just living a make-believe. They've been deceived. They've been beguiled, not by men, by their own fleshly selves. No longer in the house of God, no longer uh, supporting. Listen, it's not those, Jesus said, that call him Lord, Lord, that are going to make it in the kingdom of heaven, but those who do the will of the Father. Can I ask you a question today? Where's the increase in your life concerning the work of God and others? Not what you say to yourself, God's doing in me, because this we know this, if God's doing something in me, it, it's going to have an effect on others. We got many people on Facebook, and that's what it is, a lot of it's Facebook. You can get on Facebook and, and just perform like you're the most spiritual person in, in the county but you're not even in the house of God you're not even supporting the work of God and your, your testimony really is that God knows my heart listen we should bring forth fruit unto God and when we do we're an encouragement to the body of Christ we're an encouragement to the body of Christ involved in the plan of God, the work of God. Listen, and if you can't be in the house of God, you can't be in Walmart, you can't be here, you can't go to the restaurants. Listen, not being able to go to church means I'm incapacitated. I'm not talking about folks who have to stay home because of whatever. I'm talking about folks who they can go do just whatever they want to, but they can't come to church. But God knows my heart. Hell is full of people that had that testimony. And I know this will make people mad, but listen, Noah made people mad. Jesus made people mad. We're not here to make people mad, but the world we live in today, even the church today, is in the most horrible shape it's ever been in. Is bound by the sin nature. Living under law, what I do. We'll do a big piece of stupid on Friday and think Monday morning we can cover it up with a big piece of good. That's not how it works. That's law. That's law. 
The cross of Christ is the only object of faith. It, our faith in the death of Jesus, and that's what the Bible here refers to as how we became dead to the law by the body of Christ. And it tells us that, if you keep reading, that you should be married to another even to him who is raised from the dead. You can't be raised from the dead unless you die. That's what he's meaning here, referring to the body of Christ. What he did, Jesus, in his body, dying. Those who have faith in Christ and what he did at Calvary are going to have more than lip service. Faith produces works. Not works based on what I want to write down and call works. Works according to the word of God. Obedience to the word of God. Now I know people get mad and I understand that, but we, we all, because of the flesh, we have to get mad before we get glad. And we don't say these things to make people mad. God forbid. But it's a reality. God is waking His church up. Many will not wake up, but there will be a remnant that does. And those who come back to true faith, true grace, the true avenue that God gives all things, which is faith in Calvary, Faith in the death of Jesus, not just when you got born again, but every day. If you're going to follow Jesus, he's promised that you will not walk in darkness, but that you will have the light of life. But he says you must take up your cross to follow him. That means continue to maintain your faith in his death, what he there did for you. Amen, Brother Curtis. We should bring forth fruit unto God. We were not bringing forth fruit unto God before we placed our faith in Christ and what he accomplished at Calvary. We were only bringing forth fruit unto death, a manifestation that we were not God's people living in sin, dominated by the sin nature, a manifestation that we were not God's people. Verse 5 says, For when we were in the flesh... The passions, the motions of the sin nature, it's that noun, harmartia, the word sin, which were by the law did work in our members to bring forth fruit unto death. Now, we're going to have to take it up here next week. I'm taking it easy, nice and slow through this, knowing that you're going to get a blessing out of this if you'll just believe God's word and not men. Believe God's word and if you don't understand it, just ask him to give you the understanding because you want to be living according to the light of God's word, not walking in what you call light, and it really be darkness, but the light of God's word is what you're looking for. And you're going to find that when you find the way of the Lamb in God's word. The Bible, I know I'm, running, I'm out of time, but the Bible says the word of God is our light, Jesus said he himself is our light. In the book of Revelation 21, 23, says the lamb is our light. And you may ask, well, which one is it? The word, Jesus, or the lamb? It is all three. You cannot separate them. It is God's word in the context of Jesus Christ as the lamb of God. When Jesus comes back riding on that white horse, he's going to have a vesture dipped in blood and his name written on his thigh the Word of God. You cannot separate the two, my friend. And I hope you're getting this and the Holy Spirit is able to impart this to you through a believing and a receptive heart of this truth. 
God bless you. We love you. I'll be here Thursday morning at 8.30 a.m. Central Time. I love you. And until next time, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. See ya.